Rand Paul in Ku Klux Klan shock. Wow, I'm even shocked. <laughs> and uh, you've heard of blackface, but the latest sensation sweeping the nation, according to Mr. Samarov, is in fact weird face. Weird face. All about weird face. In episode 157 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast with me, Tom Laird, and my esteemed co-host. Anthony Samroff. Sorry, I didn't know who your esteemed co-host was. <laughs> okay. uh, very uh, distracted by that. Well, I mean, there's been <clears throat> a lot going on in the last couple of weeks, but we've yeah. not really covered it. So in, in a sense, some of the news we could cover is old news, but I think that's not necessarily a bad thing because it means we get a retrospective Surely perspective. it's a, an oxymoron. You can't have old news, surely, or can you? I know that no news is good news, but right. it's not good news for podcasters. Old news well, is like, um, oh, 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 that's like an infinite regress or something like yeah. that. I can't, a paradox. It's like a famous uh, lyric from the Ralph McTell song, Let Me Take You By The Hand And Lead You Through The Streets Of London. He, there's a part of that, that which goes yesterday's papers with uh, yesterday's news. It's a little bit redundant. Well, you just think, well, is it? If it's yesterday's papers, usually it's normally the day before's news. But the thing is, I think it's like a, a metaphor for the guy that's kicking up the old papers feeling like he's yesterday's news. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like once uh, my my a member of my family said that I was over the hill, meaning that's where my flat was. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, I've got prospects. You've That's got not, a prostate. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, th these these jokes are pretty tenuous. The thing is, we've not really. Before we get <laughs> into the, when has that ever bothered us, <laughs> especially you in the past? <laughs> this week's. Um, before we get to this week's headlines, um, <laughs> the, the headlines of this week, uh, we we've not really addressed anything to do with the sort of George Floyd thing. And yeah. the uh, not to be confused and... with TV chef Keith Floyd, uh, who right. died. Uh, not uh, well, un not under to be, complete, not to be completely confused. dissimilar circumstances. Not to be confused with the famous British Prime Minister Floyd George. <laughs> uh, okay, or Harold Floyd, the famous uh, black and white um, sort of vaudeville. Actor. So that was Harold Lloyd. Anyway, okay. Let's get, let's I, I don't know if people tennis. are listening to iTunes going, just get to the fucking podcast, guys. <laughs> this is a sad news. This is the podcast. This is not some sort of preamble. <laughs> this is actually it. This is um, what the Scottish Liberty Podcast is like. Yeah. Okay. If you've just tuned in for the first time, um, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> so, yeah, George Floyd. Okay. Uh, what what can I say about? I want to know what your Floyd. view is because we've not even talked about this. So you guys are getting the raw, you, okay. not the raw deal, but we're raw dogging it. We're we're we might be coming from completely. This is different something. That's phenomenal. Okay, for anybody who's been living in a cave uh, for the last you know couple of months, George Floyd was a gentleman of color who was. Um, killed, 
some have said murdered, some have said the word, used the word executed, um, but he was killed, no less, uh, by a policeman while being arrested uh, in, uh, was it Minneapolis, right. I believe? Right. Was he even being arrested? All I know is this guy had his Well, he's been on, restrained. Right. He had his foot on the guy's neck for eight to nine minutes and no, that eventually killed the guy. Knee. His knee, sorry, his, my, 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 my apology. Yeah, he had his, his knee, knee over his neck. Yeah, he was literally yeah. taking a knee um, <laughs> right to the right to the, the guy's uh, neck. Now, to, to try and sort of be dispassionate for a moment and go, well, uh, what did we see? I've seen the whole video. There was somewhat of an altercation. Okay, the, the whole reason the police were called was the guy was passing bum $20 notes, or he passed one, at least, that they, they know about. So we, there was a call made in connection with that. And at some point, the police laid hands on him and uh, put him to the ground. And uh, it's quite disturbing to watch. It became less disturbing to me when I knew the history of this guy, which this is why, you know, when this thing goes to court, it's problematic because there's been so much spoken about this thing. Any jury should have to disregard the guys, you know, and, and judge yeah. the case on what, what actually happened. Um, now it turns out there's history between the arresting yeah. officer and George Floyd. Apparently they used to work in security in club, together, yeah. they were bouncers. Apparently, the guy who was a copper was a dick to George Floyd in the past. And George um, Floyd said that he was too, the, the cop was too um, ready to get into physical altercations with the public at the club. And yeah. also, it, it has to be added, this cop um, had multiple complaints against him already. Right. And right. that he, uh, you know... Uh, people have said, "Oh well, it's the you know it's the the police unions. The the laws that the police unions basically had in place made it hard to fire people like this who had multiple right. complaints against them." That's um, perfectly uh, believable. Uh, believable, um, because right. we know it happens. We know it's you know uh, teaching unions are powerful that way as well. There are so many incompetent teachers uh, who don't get sacked because it's just cheaper to keep them where yeah. they are Obviously, uh, than it is to sack them. From a libertarian perspective, we know, you know, that's possible in the public sector because it provides a monopoly service. If, if you yeah. could just go, well, this school sucks because you won't fire the bad teachers, we'll take you yeah. to, the, to the next school. They're, they're, it's not the parents of the kids and it's the same with the police. They're yeah. uh, like, you know, they're completely insulated from, from, any market incentives. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, even Mises thought that there was a role for government providing police. But um, how how does the government know uh, how to provide um, security? Do they? We know that there shouldn't be one cop for every regular person. Uh, but how many should there be? Should there be one for every thousand? Should there be one for every ten thousand? If they were subject to market forces in any way, then maybe they wouldn't be going after people for parking tickets and smoking weed and things like that. Maybe they'd be chasing after 
violent criminals because that's what people actually want from the police. We want to be kept safe, right? True, um, but, 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 but in, in this instance, just to say, you know, uh, we as libertarians, we say, well, okay, if you're causing harm, injury, or loss, sure. uh, he was definitely causing loss because that twenty dollar sure. that he passed. Now he may he may have it's passed it unwittingly, right? That's a fact. He may have just passed it unwittingly, um, but I'm guessing passing counterfeit bills is enough as a felony. Yes, yeah, fraud it is in itself, right? Yeah. So so so, yeah. So. They, did they know where he lived? Could he have been arrested at a later time? I have no idea. Look, anybody who's been in law enforcement, as I have, uh, knows that it can be problematic. Knows that when you get a hold of somebody, they, they will try, not they across the board, but there are many people, and especially the more interactions they have with the police, they become quite cunning. And they do say things like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, uh, you're killing me. And when you let them go, they either run away or they punch you in the face or they stab you or they try to kill you or, or whatever, right? It's not uncommon for people who are in headlocks or holds to say that they're dying and can't breathe. It, ha it happens. And a lot of the time, they're bullshitting. Uh, I'm not saying that that was the case in this particular case. Um, I'm just saying it's something that you have to deal with and make a judgment on when you're arresting somebody or when you, you lay hands on somebody or you restrain somebody. Right. Whether, so, the, whether, whether the technique... Uh, the, the, yeah, the, it's not an approved thing, But I think, le I think the, the, the fact that the guy uh, kneel, knelt on the guy's neck for, you know, up to, as you say, eight or nine minutes, you're definitely going to kill somebody like that. It's going to happen. It's not a, it's not a question of if. Right. Just, yeah, you, I think you you're being it. a little bit charitable in this case. I mean, there, uh, I, I had the, I came to with the perspective that what's the ACAB? All cops are bastards. All cops are bastards. Right. Yeah. That was my original, that was my original prejudice. I was beginning to, and then I kind of looked at some stats and I saw. Mm. The first, uh, so uh, so my mind in this has been evolving, has changed. Uh, I yeah. looked at the stats, and it looked the first stats I saw showed that um, that the number of people killing cops had been falling over the last few years. So I was like, oh well, it looks like those Black Lives Matters protests have against my original prejudice. No, the other way around, right? The, the, amount of, the amount of cops killing people went down. Not that yeah, you that, said the amount. Sorry. Right. That's what that's what I originally thought, um, and I was like, okay, well, my prejudice was these, pro, you know, kind of protests accomplished nothing. But it looks to me like they've actually scared the shit out of the police departments, and let, they're they're killing less people. So you know, it's, hang on a second. However, how, that, how is that patently obvious? It wasn't. It? it wasn't. It wasn't patently obvious, yeah. and it turns out that the figures I looked at were wrong. Right. And over the last few years, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that I'm open to argument on this issue, and I've changed my mind a few times. It sure. looks like about a thousand people have been killed by cops for each of the last few years, the last three how, years does, at least. How does that translate in terms of um, interactions with um, cops? Uh, you, you, a like, lot of, a lot of them are unarmed. Not uh, most of them. 
were armed. Uh, most of them were white, but if you take it as a percentage of US population, you're statistically more likely to be killed by a cop if you're black. You're but also statistically more in, more likely to get involved in an even, interaction it, with the cops. That, that's true, but I mean, I don't know how far you want to take that line because you go, well... Well, um, statistically, well, from what I've looked at, it looks to me like when you calculate the amount of interactions that people of colour have with cops, and then you look at the amount of deaths, it should be more. Right. Well, In other words, when you, when, you, when you compare it to white deaths compared to interactions with the police, and you compare, then you say, okay, here's how many white people interacted with the police in any given period, and here's how many deaths resulted. Then you look at how many blacks interacted with the police and how many deaths resulted. You would think that there would be even more black deaths okay. in terms of the interactions. Compared well, I mean, to it stands to reason because you're more likely to get an utter involved in an utter shit storm if you if you're a white cop and you kill a black dude. Hmm. So, but the thing is, I actually think if anything, there's like there's there was a much more authoritarian strand in the police 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 i mean i hear stories mm. of interactions with people in the police from the 80s or 90s and yeah. they were horrendous the yeah. the rap band um nwa said the reason why they wrote the song fuck the police was when they were teenagers, you know, they used to just hang out on the streets outside the shops and things. And sometimes cops would just come along and take them around the back and beat them up for fun, just for fun. And uh, when I was, um, when I was me, uh, I was outside a gig about 2000 and 2000, between 2000 and 2005, um, or maybe even earlier, maybe I was still a teenager. So yeah, I was definitely a teenager. So. Uh, I was hanging out with the band after the gig. They were from LA. A cop came and hassled the guy in the band because uh, everyone had cleared off, but there was a he'd left a can of beer beside the bin. And um, the cop was like, she was like, uh, is that your beer can? And he was like, um, uh, yeah, yeah. And she, she was like, are you aware it's illegal to drink on the street? And he's like, no, sorry, I'm, I'm just visiting from LA and stuff like that. She was quite abrupt with him. Mm. And um, after she left, he, he turned to us and he was like, wow, that was polite. And we all thought he was being sarcastic when he said that was polite because mm -hmm. he was kind of rude. And he said that, um, no, when he was in LA, it's a white guy, by the way. Um, uh, one time he had a cop put him down on the ground with his hands behind his head and put a gun to his head and said, have you got brain damage? do you want to die? And that was the kind of uh, treatment that he was used to mm. from cops in LA during that period. I don't think stuff like that happens anymore. I heard on Dave Smith's show, he had a friend, uh, when he was a kid, he was hanging out in New York or whatever, and a cop like pointed a gun at his friend while they were teenagers and told his friend that he wanted him to piss his pants or something like that, right? Yeah. I think... This kind All of this is anecdotal, though. And uh, I mean, uh, you know. But how many anecdotes do you want? Do you know what I mean? Well, none. I want like, actual documented cases. Well, right, not right. everyone. Not everyone had smartphones back then. That's yeah. exactly my point. I think 
this stuff used to happen a lot and because of smartphones and because people have got more of a um, skepticism towards police authority, mm-hmm. this kind of thing happens less than it used to. Um, so yeah. what, what I am actually building to is, this was, so, asen- yeah. this was essentially a media event. Because if the cops are killing a thousand people a year, right? They could take, that's three a day. That's more than three, a, or it's about three a day. So they could take any story of a cop killing someone. Mm-hmm. But someone took this story and yeah. they ran it on the media and on repeat. And it started these massive demonstrations. Yeah. Right? So, so the media selects what people respond to and if i was if i was like the new world order or the illuminati right if Mm -hmm. i wanted to impose martial law on people i just deliberately have a couple of videos of cops killing black guys made and then i just have them repeated on the media again and again and then create deliberately incite riots so i could go well these riots are out of hand Uh, we need to impose martial law in fact the fact that they haven't done that gives me some hope that there isn't actually an Illuminati or a New World Order. Well, maybe, they're like, maybe they want it to run its course some more. So that's all I, that, all I really wanted to say was, I think that there used to be a lot, I actually think the cops used to be a lot worse than they are now, if anything. Well, okay, let's, let's assume, let's take it as a given just for a moment that there's a police problem. Um. Right? Yeah, speaking of which, I can circle back to that because there's yeah. tons, not not um, one or two, but tons of videos online of, of police over uh, overusing their, yeah. their power yeah. and being violent since... So, since so the, let's, since let's assume happens. that there is a, a police problem. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a racial problem. I agree. Yeah. I, think, I think this was... I think this particular incident was just... Um, an asshole cop yeah. abusing his power and killing a guy he shouldn't have killed. The guy might have been a bad guy. He might have had a bad rap. She, it's fucking irrelevant. The guy's in a position of authority and um, therefore he should be held to a higher standard than regular people. And he killed the guy. Yeah, but well, especially, especially when uh, governments and special groups within governments are pushing for special laws. Um, Like, for example, if I punch you in the street, uh, compared to if I punch a policeman, the consequences for me in the legal system for punching a policeman, do you understand? I I would be held to a higher accountability because I assaulted a policeman rather than just assaulting an armed So given that, then they should be obviously they should be held to a higher uh, accountability uh, because there's there's a higher accountability for us the public if we interact with them and you know during the course of that interaction we miscarry uh, and you know carry out an assault yeah. or, or or do anything untoward so yeah they they should be held uh, to a standard of a, of accountability that, that's higher than than, than normal. Um, so, so it's true. The, the it's an irrelevant. Okay, here's the here's the the problem. I think with this particular George Floyd case, it's such an emotive case. It's became 
the focal point. I don't think it's the it's the sorry it's the catalyst for yes. a, for a, a almost almost an insurrection that was a long time coming. There's there's been a there's been a perfect storm of people locked down. Uh, you know, you can't do normal things for so long. Uh, that pressure keg is building. Then you get the race baiting uh, press, who constantly, uh, you know, there's there's been loads of white people killed by cops. Tony Timper yeah, would yeah, be that, the most got, yeah. uh, prominent example of that. Uh, then there was a guy they told to crawl along the floor, right. and the guy was crying, who, and the, the, the guy shot him eventually. There's basically a bunch of incidents of cops killing yeah. white guys that if the guy was a black guy, you'd think it was racist. Yeah. Right. Well, so, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a racial problem. I don't no, deny I don't deny do I. that I don't deny that it might have been in the past. I think sometimes the kind of people who are attracted to jobs like the police or people who like to lord authority over other people, yeah. not not all of them, but I mean, come on. Uh, I'd also say, you know, may, we're asking the police to do too many different things that they don't have skills for. You know, ideally there'd be one department to call out if you know someone had a mental health problem so you could get someone that was trained to deal with people that have mental health problems and you know yeah. have have a completely different agency for giving people parking tickets and things like that then for dealing with dangerous people like there should be people who are trained to deal with dangerous people and i think that would exist if the police were actually responsive to the demands of the public yeah. So the problem uh, is the problem is dangerous people don't generally go about with t-shirts on saying I am a dangerous person. <laughs> That's true, but I mean, what once an incident erupts, you you kind of have to you 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 have to resort to calling the police. I don't know about you, but when I'm walking down the street and I see cops, I don't think, oh, I'm so glad they're there. I feel so much safer. Mm. Like especially not during lockdown. Like I've turned the corner and seen the cops on the street and said. Right, that's it. Turned round, walked back the way I came from, and walked home the long way, just in case they ask me anything. I just can't be bothered being hassled by them. Mm. Nine times out of ten, they probably won't hassle me or even yeah. ask me anything. Even yeah. if they ask me something, they'll probably be polite. But it's just not worth that. So I just want to go through a quick rundown of some of the stuff. You can see the you can see the cops um, abusing their power and cops caught on camera.tv remember this is since the protest this isn't like all oh, the cops were doing all these things and then they uh, and then these provoked the protest there's the protests which is like yeah. polarization right there, there's a, a video of the cops spraying a little girl with mace she wasn't even attending a protest the national guard basically shooting people with either paint guns or rubber bullets on their own uh, lawns on their own lawns. They're basically telling people to get back in their house, right? They're standing in their own gardens and the National Guard start shooting at them. Uh, okay. a, CN, a CNN reporter was arrested for reporting in Minneapolis. Uh, just like, they're like, hey, I'm with CNN. He's just reporting. There's another, there's another video where a guy's like, um, pretty much, well, basically you can watch the video of a cop 
shooting a tear gas canister at point blank range in a guy's face. Again, like not a real, not, not like a rowdy protester or anything. Another one of a police officer trampling over someone that's holding a sign in the pro, uh, protest with a horse. The police is on horseback. He comes from behind this person and just basically walks over him on horseback. You can see all of these videos, right? The guy wasn't like yeah. causing trouble or anything like that. Um, then there's the old guy that was pushed over by riot police as well. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a video. A five year old. There's a co- video of cops raiding the supplies of protesters. Like what? What the fuck? Um, peaceful short processors being shot with rubber bullets and uh, a leader of a protest arrested and it's just a black guy going you know we're all in this together and plus like that right um and and one of the weird things this is one of a couple of weird things i don't know if you saw the umbrella man uh, we might talk about that in a minute but there's there's sighting, there's been sightings that people have taken pictures of basically of pallets of bricks appearing at protests and it's like who's bringing these fucking mysterious pallets of bricks for people to to shoot shoot so in the meantime they just kind of allowed the looting and let the looting go on you know the the police didn't intervene to stop the looting so uh, when people were looting the police didn't come along and say right we're going to intervene because you're blatantly like breaking people's windows and stealing people's property. So what I'm saying, you know, when I said this is an this is a media orchestrated event because they chose the story of George Floyd to repeat on TV again and again, when actually a thousand people are killed by cops every year and they can find stories, they can find stories to repeat anytime they want. All of this sort of ties into political polarization. There's um, the, the weird, I'm not saying that this is orchestrated or anything like that. I'm just, just saying. Just as a matter of interest. Weird. Do we know how many cops are killed in the course of a year? Uh, I don't actually have the figures for that. Okay. Um, but I mean, you can Google them while I'm yeah. talking if you want. Um, I just wanted to say, I don't know if you saw this um, video that caused the storm of this umbrella man. Basically, there's a guy with a gas mask and a black umbrella. You can look it up um, on Google. In fact, I might share screens for those of you who are watching at home. Um, it's here, here it's in the, that's a, a mysterious protester. Who is Umbrella Man? That's on news.com.au. And uh, who is Umbrella Man? Mystery, mystery vandal at Minneapolis riot. Spurs conspiracy theories. There's a video on it on YouTube, but you can't see the whole thing. You only see him smashing a couple of videos, a couple of windows. Um, like yeah, so he he just basically can't. He's not rioting. He's not even angry. He just basically calmly walks up to the windows and starts smashing them at an auto um, store. And spray painted on the side of the auto store, you can't see it in this particular mm-hmm. video, is what, what's spray painted on it? Free shit for everyone's zone. Someone's uh, graffitied it. And I, I'm not saying this is a conspiracy or anything, but I'm just saying it, it looks suspicious because it's not like he's going crazy and rioting. He just turns up, breaks the windows and walks away. So this is done with the deliberate intention of making it easy for people to look. And protesters are coming up to him saying, what are you doing, man? Like, what are you doing? You're going to get us in trouble. Like, um, 
uh, this this black dude tells the white guy in the gas bag, "Do you want to go?" Uh, and and he he's coming up to the camera, trying to turn the camera off. Um, people were like weirded out by this because it's just so spooky. He turns up and he smashes the windows, then he goes. So I'm not saying that they're agent provocateurs. I'm just saying that if I if I wanted to foment mm. men civil unrest, this is exactly the kind of thing I'd do. If I was the shadow shadowy deep state, I'd send mm. a guy in to smash some windows and um, make the protests look violent and also encourage people to look because all it takes is one person to go and start looting and everyone says well if he's fucking doing it huh? uh, maybe maybe i don't see why i'm the only one who shouldn't get free stuff yeah. i know i shouldn't do it uh, and, and i'm not i'm not fucking saying that those people aren't accountable or you aren't being an asshole for being a sheep i'm just I'm sure, saying i'm sure as I'm a sure tendency, it's perfectly uh, yeah i'm sure it's uh perfectly possible but i've also seen fuck tons of shit with people actual yeah and they're not denying it you know well, that's the thing it doesn't it doesn't really take you th this is the thing with the conspiracy theories like yeah. if, if you're gonna like you don't really need to um orchestrate a conspiracy theory yourself you when there's a, just a bunch of assholes in the world already it's like yeah. um the it's like when we found out that in Syria, one side was funded by the Pentagon and the other one was find, funded by the CIA and two groups were fighting each other. Like you, if you want a conspiracy, rather than orchestrate it, you just like find the people who are going to do what you want them to do anyway. And you just, <clears throat> you just give them a little push. You just yeah. encourage them a little bit. I mean, I, I have absolutely no doubt that, that Agion provocateurs are still widely used. I think they're used here in Britain. I'm sure they're, 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 they were used in London, you know, in, in some of the unrest. Um, but, yeah. I'm just going to leave black. this run. I'm just going to leave this running while we talk. So, so, yeah, I just thought that was quite an interesting news point. So, whatever it is, I always seem to come to everything with the idea that someone is trying to deliberately foment polarization because this has obviously led to right everyone gets outraged about the george floyd thing and then they start saying oh we should take down statues and then the right wing get um polarized by that and they get outraged about that and recently there's a really great documentary just gone out on youtube with that uh, malignant narcissist Sam Vakden. The funny thing about this guy is not only is he a malignant narcissist, he's basically an academic of malignant narcissism and a, 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 a world leading expert on narcissism. And right. uh, he's, often, he's often interviewed and he's often interviewed by the press on narcissism and he makes videos telling people how to protect themselves from narcissists right and this all this all started with him being di diagnosed as a narcissist anyway he's um interviewed by richard granan who's who's uh, known in self-help circles as the spartan life coach he used to call himself this is a really really great video uh, the true toxicity of social media where he talks about how the algorithms on social media are basically geared to um, clickbait. 
Yeah, but to piss people off yeah. and get people addicted and get them to hate each other because love and kind messages are enjoyable, but they're not addictive. They don't plug mm. into your brain's subroutines and get you to want to compulsively click. And, uh, you know, if you get 1,000 likes on your selfie, the next time you want, if you get only get 500 likes, you feel disappointed. There, there's never an end to the to, so this is also creating huge polarization sorry yeah. to grandstand or anything i'm just tying it into the original point which is yeah. that i don't know if this is true maybe no one is maybe no one is engineering polarization maybe it's just a natural consequence of democracy that people get polarized the bigger the government gets or that um social media creates polarization cause of the natural incentives maybe it's there's no agenda but i, I think I, it's exacerbated by it though. okay okay uh, I, think I mean it's I, definitely exacerbated by it do um, you is anyone is anyone trying to turn everyone against everyone or is the whole divide and conquer thing just uh you know that was just a marxist theory wasn't it or at least the lefty. No, theory. I think it. I think it holds true, but uh, I don't. It's like everything else. It doesn't mean it's 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 the case in every single, every single case. If you it's wanted just, to polarize just, just, people, it's just weird though how this one incident. Although it was a particularly brutal incident, but this one incident. I mean, here in the UK, for example, we've had a couple of cases of. Uh, deaths and police custody and prison custody in the last couple of years there was a black uh, guy killed uh, in Fife here in Scotland um, a couple of years back uh, and people got upset about it for a couple of days maybe a week or so and then it all died down and that was that was on our own doorstep there's stuff happening look What's weird is, right, George Floyd was a guy who was not a very nice guy. He's been turned into some, he's been uh, canonized almost, you know, beatified to the point of almost sainthood, which is absurd. Uh, and yet there are real, here in the UK, there are real injustices going on that are not being addressed, they're not even being addressed by Black Lives Matter, such as the scandal, which is the Windrush generation, uh, you know, people who have been here for 50 years, 60 years, being summarily deported uh, to back to Afro-Caribbean countries uh, at the drop of a hat, and nobody's paying attention. You know, it's... Uh, it's a real, it's a real scandal. These are people. Some of them are people who have lived, worked, paid tax here for fifty years uh, or more. They've got families here. Uh, many of them uh, served in the military, and they're just being summarily deported to uh, back to the to the Caribbean. Um, and if it's like if anybody's got a right to be there here, it's them, as opposed to people who have just arrived. Uh, but it's a scandal. It's a national scandal that's going on, and nobody's talking about it. Well, I mean, they're talking. Gonna... Ab they're talking about the death of, you know, I'm sorry. What appears to be, a, you know, I, I would even call him a scumbag. Okay, 
Uh, well, I mean, the I'm, thing is, he was still murdered by the cops. I don't think... Yeah, it, I know, I, but I I'm slightly less worried about a scumbag bit. being murdered than I am about somebody else being murdered. Do you know what I'm saying? There's, right, a, well, there's, a, there's probably a thousand different things that I care more about. You know, well, like if, if you, if you to ask me, do you care about uh, George Floyd? I would have to answer in all honesty, no. I don't, you know, that's just, a, physi that's just a physical fact. You know, right, but I, I could, pretend, I could pretend if you, you pretend I, I could that pretend that I care, right? But I, the I, truth of the matter, the brutal, hard, honest, tr ugly truth of the matter is, is I don't care about George Floyd. I've got about a thousand other things that I care about more than George Floyd. Okay. But now, if yeah. I knew George Floyd personally, if he was a member of my family, if I lived in his neighborhood, then possibly I would care right. about George Floyd. But it's just a fucking fact that I don't, <laughs> right, you know, it's like right. I don't feel any kind of emotion. Um, even when thing... I was watching, even when I was watching the video, I wasn't really emotionally, maybe I'm a psychopath, I don't know, maybe I, I wasn't even I, I'm not sure if you're disturbed. a psychopath, you are a bit of a dick, but most people know that. <laughs> The, the thing is, it's not George Floyd, though. It's what he represents to people. Right, right? Well, so, well, precisely. So, so, now we're getting to it. So right? the thing is, what I it's not that I particularly care about George Floyd. I mean, even if we look at the corona figures for the UK, if yeah. you believe them, 40,000 people have died of corona, right? You know, Lord no. We had UNICEF come out and say that lockdowns in third world countries are killing, I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands or millions of yeah. people, but too fucking many people are basically dying because these idiot leaders in third world countries copied the idiot politicians in rich countries, right? But there's no fucking talk about all those black people dying because of lockdowns. No. Right? So... From that perspective, you could say that. From my perspective, it's not about George Floyd. I just don't want to live in a police state, okay? That's what I'm worried about when people like excuse the cops and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, you, you, but you're gonna, but you're gonna get an even worse police state I, if this shit keeps going. I, I know, I know, right. and that's why I'm saying this is a media orchestrated event. They yeah. put that video on TV again and yeah. again and again. They don't talk about all the black people dying in yeah. Africa because of lockdowns. They don't talk about all the people dying in Yemen because of the Saudis and Americans' war in Yemen. Well, they don't um, even talk about the black people that are being killed weekly, daily, in Chicago or anywhere else that are just happen to be killed by other black people. I know, that's that's wars. a thing that goes that goes on repeat. Like, yes, I know oh, it yeah, goes on repeat, yeah, but Yeah, black it's still people valid. kill other people, kill black people more. Yeah, but they're not uh, authority figures. What that, does it matter if, if it black matters. lives matter? Right, right, okay. I'm not addressing black ma I'm not addressing black lives matter. I think there's a big, big difference between a I'm saying you're contradicting yourself, aren't you? Because you've just said that there's people dying in Africa because of lockdown. Right. right I'm, What's I, that I, fucking got to well, do with authority what, figures? What I'm doing is I'm calling. Well, it has got a lot to do with authority figures because it's the fucking authorities that that impose the lockdown. Right. It's the the government authorities that impose the lockdown. Well, I was just basically, I was basically agreeing with you that, right. um, that, that basically they're promoting outrage. The media is stirring up outrage. Yeah, of course. So I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you on that point. I think. But are, you, are, but are you maintaining that it's, it's simply right that the media are dispassionate in this? All they, all they're really caring about is clickbait, getting hits 
and uh, no, that's what keeping the outrage going because it benefits them. That's in terms what I'm trying of, to unravel. Right. That's what right. I'm kind of saying. Is this deliberate or are they just being clickbaity? I mean, if I wanted well, to... It doesn't create... have to be either or, does it? Well, it could be a bit of both. So, yeah. but let's just give it a broader context. You know, we the coronavirus lockdown itself polarized people. Yeah. If this was happening in the 80s under Thatcher and Reagan, it would be the left that were saying that the lockdown was authoritarian. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 2020, it's not the same left. It, it was apparently right-wing extremists who said that the lockdown was out. There's this, there's this great podcast by Mel Michael Cheney called The COVID Con Collapses. You can listen to it on iTunes, yeah. where he talks about um, the Dutch health authorities were saying that COVID can't even be, de be described as a deadly disease, but the, the Dutch government told them not to publish the paper. And something mm -hmm. similar happened in Germany where the scientists yeah. were saying, so it's like, okay, the lockdown created the polarization. When people tried to go out and protest the lockdown, they were said to be dangerous and they were yeah. going to kill granny. Then yeah. 10, 10 or 100 times as many protest the death of Floyd George, George Floyd. Yeah. And apparently health worker, you know, the, the same news outlets are saying the, the <laughs> health workers are saying this, uh, you know, you should be discouraged from going on these yeah, protests yeah. by the, I don't under, well, right, okay. Well, it's such flagrant hypocrisy. Yeah. Right. It's They're not flagrant. even trying to hide that anymore. Right. And I had someone in my, uh, I, I posted a fairly innocuous status update saying the thing about the protests isn't not the like, re people are being violent, stop protests, these protests are yeah. scumbags, they're being violent and looting. It's not that, it's the fact that anyone could send an agent provocateur in if you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to create martial law and someone took me took this as me saying something against the protest so i was being completely neutral on the protest i was just saying they were exploitable and i was like he was like people are like standing up for their rights and i was like i left a comment saying oh so i suppose that you were in favor because i've seen his facebook posts right yeah it's like so i suppose you were since you're so passionate about people's rights i suppose you were very sympathetic to the anti-lockdown protesters as well yeah and he, you know, he had his back to the wall. He had to admit, well, no, I wasn't really. <laughs> what is wrong with you, dude? Can you not smell the cognitive dissonance? So I well, don't, they don't know. They don't care, though. This is, the, this is the thing. You know, you and I assume because we are reasonable, logical, or methodical people. What's wrong with us, though? What is we, wrong we, with we, us? We, we use, right, we use enlightenment processes called reason and evidence. And that is not something that these people adhere to. And they're quite open about it. Um, well, I don't know. Well, That's... no, I do know, right? This is a, there's a... Both, I mean, I, I, I don't I've know heard, okay, I've heard good cases it. made both by, right, Douglas Murray's made a good case on it. Uh, I just listened to a podcast on Joe Rogan where they had where he had Brett uh, Brett Weinstein, okay, the guy from Evergreen University. Yeah, yeah. Remember that thing that happened? Yeah, yeah. He got okay. chucked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now Brett Weinstein prophesied that this very thing was going to happen, right? 
because they went, you're not paying attention, you're not listening to what's happening here, right? What you're seeing in universities and college campuses is simply a microcosm of what's going to happen. This is I not agree. just a this is not just a bunch of students, right, getting arsy and angry and pulling down statues and demanding. This is the beginnings of a movement, okay? Heavily influenced by postmodernism and critical theory, okay? And they're, they're open about it. When you, when you engage them, they're actually quite open about it, right? And they're, they're anti-science. They're anti-enlightenment uh, um, thought, okay? Enlightenment thought is, a, is in of itself a problem, okay? Science is a problem. Science is racist. Mathematics right. is racist. I, whenever I actually debate a lefty or speak to a lefty, they always say, they always say that they're arguing with reason and evidence. They never say that reason and evidence doesn't exist. They think that reason and evidence is on their side. Now, I could be debating a different group of lefties. I mean, I, what I do find a lot is people say things like, um, oh, you've just never really lived the capitalist lifestyle where you have to work 45 hours a week to put food on the table, which is actually a mark. I mean, people don't realize, but that is a, actually a Marxist argument. You know, oh, you're just bourgeois. <laughs> Basically, yeah. that amounts to you're just bourgeois. We could do another episode on that. Look, most people, but most people will go for, most people will discount the source when they don't like the dis, what the source is saying. You know, sure. right-wingers just go, oh, they're just, oh, that guy's just, ha ha, the source is MSNBC, you libtards. They won't, de, they won't debunk the source. The difference, yeah. is that, the difference is that Marx actually made a system out of it. Everyone, mm. everyone debunks the source when they don't want to believe, everyone, yeah discounts the source when they don't want to believe the the what the source is saying but marx was the first one to give an argument to say that that's valid right most people accept can we draw a distinction though it's not right if um okay let's suppose you and i were arguing about the israeli-palestine conflict right and you were I, it's conspicuously the other way around. But let's suppose right. you were pro-Israel, yeah. right? right? And I said, uh, well, you would say that you're a Jew, yeah. right? Now, that's bulverism in as much as I'm not tackling your argument. I'm just pointing out that you're a Jew, therefore your argument's yeah. suspect. It's invalid as a, as, a, as a way of tackling the argument, but it is valid to point out that somebody may have a bias. Sure. Yeah. Sure, people may have, yeah, I know, but the thing is... Uh, and the difference the between thing, a bias and an agenda... But it goes on be, forever, though, because yeah. it, it's right. See, if I'm a Jew, then I support Israel because I'm a Jew, right? And yeah. if I'm a Jew, Jew and I don't support Israel, uh, according I'm to the... Self-loathing yeah, Jew. I'm a self-loathing Jew, according yeah. to Jews. So well, because that's easier than tackling the argument. It's, it's easier than tackling the argument. I had this conversation once where on where I was, I was debating Marxism with someone and he just kept on asking me if I'd ever been a worker. And I was like, what's mm. that got to do with anything? It's, well, you know, it's, uh, it's almost as arguments. absurd as somebody falling and breaking their leg and yeah. somebody comes over to help them and they go, oh, are you a doctor? Yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah, but have you ever broken your leg before? 
the, right. the funny thing well, is when yeah. I finally gave in and said, yes, I've worked in a factory before. I used to work in a factory. He said, how long ago was that? Yeah. So the thing is, it was just a moving goalpost. He just wanted I know. to well, dismiss the, 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 me got, instead of my You've got argument. to use a sales technique called closing, right? Right. What you've got to say to somebody when they say that is, if I, if I did, if I was, right? So they say, have you ever been a worker? And they go, well, if it was true, if I was a worker and I could demonstrate that, will you now accept my argument? Right? Yeah. Thanks. And it's you, up to them to say yes sure. or no then. You go, well, that's a red fuck. If they say no, then it's a red fucking heron. Why even bringing it up then? You know? Right, we're going to... You know, is that, is that important to you? We're going to do a show. That, you know, if I was a worker, would that prove my argument? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring some stuff from YouTube, uh, from Facebook, some uh, conversations I had, and we'll discuss it on another show, and we can go into bulverism and a bit yeah. more. But you had other stories. So I, I do have other stories, up, but I mean, it kind of leads on in terms yeah. of uh, just to touch briefly. Um, you know, there's the whole iconoclasm that's going on in the wake of this uh, and the pulling down of statues. Um, yes, and I was getting a bit upset about it, and like you know, I've got loads of people on the left, especially the moderate left, going, you know, hey man, why are you getting upset? You know, it's just a bunch of statues. You know, if you want, you know, just put them in a a, a park somewhere, you know, and you know, you can still have them. You know, they just don't want them up there in public because they shouldn't be there. You know, what does it matter? You don't even like Churchill anyway, which is true. I don't like Churchill. He was um, uh, he was a dick and he was kind of a racist as well. So, but, but perfectly but, possible. But, but if possible. you think if you think Churchill was a racist, you should have seen the other guy. <laughs> yeah, well, this is this is true, right? Yeah. So, okay. That my my point about the whole iconoclasm is, it's not really yes. about statues. No. It goes deeper than that. And I honestly do yes. believe it's an attempt at an insurrection. It is the pinnacle of a wave that's been coming for a long time. It's spilled out of the university um, faculties. It's spilled out of the campuses. And it's now in real life, you know? And, the, and it, I honestly do believe that what we are witnessing is an attempt at cultural revolution although the cultural revolution is, is already there it's, it's, this is a violent attempt to to enforce it and get you to accept authority their authority when you see policemen kneeling taking a knee in front of uh, demonstrators it's kowtowing right yeah. They used to do this in Maoist China. They'd grab people and they'd you know, slap them in the face, force them to their knees, and force them to kowtow. Confess. It, you know, confess you're a fucking imperialist. It's confess about, you're a capitalist. It's um, about undermining it, Western civilization at the end yeah. of the day. It's and, all and, about and the worst of it is... Everything it, that, that Britain's ever done is bad. And Yeah, uh, and it's bullshit it's because it's only in 2015 that we had actually finally paid off the debt of fighting the war against slavery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it Britain, cost... didn't Britain force 
Portugal basically by arms. We forced our ally Portugal, we forced, we forced Spain and we forced France. And their complaint was, well, you decided to ban slavery. We didn't, you know. And now that you're at an economic disadvantage, you're forcing us to do it as well. But we did. We went to war with our neighbors. We forced it. We were the first civilization. You know, people go, oh, hey, I think you'll find that Haiti banned slavery. You go, like, you, yeah, they weren't a fucking world power, okay? We were the first civilization in 6,000 years, at least, of just normalcy, right? It was an absolutely normal thing. Nobody thought they were doing anything wrong having slaves. It's just what people did, okay? It was as normal back in the day as fucking tax, income tax, as now. It was just something you did. Well, why don't we get rid of this slavery? Who, who's going to fucking pick the cotton? No, oh, that's a great idea, you know? So we were the first civilization that went, it doesn't matter how many fucking thousands of years this has been normal. This shit is wrong. It's morally reprehensible, and we're going to stop it. We did that. Yes, slavery still exists. Um, but we 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 done away with it as an institution. And there's no credit for that whatsoever. No. But that's not part of the narrative. Of course it's not part of the narrative. But it leads me on to something. What I find disgusting at the moment is the amount of people. Boris Johnson, who's supposedly a Churchillian, right? He wrote a book about Churchill. He admires Churchill. He's open about the fact that he admires Churchill. He has done absolutely nothing. Uh, he has said very little. He's come out with a statement, you know, uh, backing up Churchill, but he's, he's done very little about it. Dominic Raab has become an, an incredible disappointment to me. I liked Dominic Raab. Uh, he's the Deputy Prime Minister of the, of the UK. I thought he's a reasonably talented and uh, reasonably, um, you know, for a politician, uh, had a reasonable amount of integrity. I was impressed by the fact that he wouldn't back down to the feminazis when he, you know, he said he wasn't a feminist. And he backed that up by saying, look, there's, there's a lot of disadvantages that men have in our society. And at a time when he was seeking higher office, I thought that was quite a brave thing to do. And he stuck to his guns. Now, he said that he wouldn't be taking the knee. Now he's come out and apologised. He's made a groveling apology. Oh, never apologise. No, never, never fucking apologise to these people. It doesn't work. This is what gets me. I would understand at least if it worked. Right. But it demonstrably doesn't. It's like watching the guy next to you getting made to kowtow. After he apologises grovelingly, yeah, grovelingly like, uh... they, club, they club him to death. Now you've just watched that, and they go right. Now it's your turn to apologise. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like when someone gives their girlfriend permission to see see someone else because they think, well, she's going to do what she wants anyway. But then a few months later, she ends up moving in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. It's, it's, it's like, you don't it, do it. You know, have you no dignity? So he's the cuckold doodle dude of the week. He actually, yeah, I'm sorry to say it. I wasn't going. I wasn't going to actually say. It. I'm glad you reminded me. But yeah, I'm sorry, Dominic Rab. I like you, but you're a fuck. I'm not. I know you're not going to lose any sleep over me saying this. But you are our, our, our cuckold doodle dude of, of the, the week. week for that shit. 
because I'll, one, it doesn't work, and two, there was no need for you to apologize. No, people should. I'm not taking a knee for friends. anybody. And anybody who asks me to take a knee is going to take a fucking knee to their testicles pretty rapidly, okay? I'm taking funny. a fucking knee. I've got nothing to take a knee for. David Livingston, a fellow Scotsman, almost single-handedly fought the slave trade in Africa for years, right. okay? So, so the, and I sleep quite well at night about slavery, and I don't give a fuck, okay? Britain put an end to it. I'm not taking a knee for anybody. Go fuck yourselves, okay? Slavery's a bad thing. We got rid of it. However, for you fucks on the left, right, it's just the wrong kind of slavery, okay? We made slaves of a specific ethnic group and you don't like. What you want is us all to be equally slaves. You fucking love slavery. Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all you fucks on the left. You have got a massive boner for slavery, okay? It's just a different kind of slavery. It's a universal slavery. We're all going to be subservient to the fucking state in your world, okay? So don't fuck me about. Anyway, that's yeah, my rant on that over. It was a good one, and maybe okay. someone will select it from YouTube well. and, and repost it. But yeah, just 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 to point out, you know, there's here you have it. For forty point three million people yeah. are still in slavery. Um, 24.9 million in forced labor, 15.4 million in forced marriage, 4.8 million in countries, by the way, and forced sexual exploitation, and 10 million children in child slavery. So it's much easier to talk about the slavery that we abolished. And, uh, you know, there's just in the interest, like, the thing is, people yeah, can... Yeah, but I did, I did say that slavery still goes on, but we abolished it as an institution. I know, I know. In our I, civilization. I'm just saying that I wish that people would have some balls, and you can be a little bit even-handed. I mean, just yeah. as a, just as I had a little bit, but no one wants to, right? Because because yeah. the polarization thing that I'm talking about, you could say, right, okay, so here, here I've got up on the screen, Churchill engineered the Bengal famine in, in India in yeah. 1943, quote, I hate Indians, they're a beastly people with a beastly religion. When Indians begged for food, Churchill said it was their own fault for bleed, breeding like rabbits and four million Indians starved to death. Uh, we also saw him saying that he didn't think a wrong had been done to the Red Indians because, or the black people of Australia because a higher race um, came in and take his place. These you opinions can, you, were not uncommon. I know. You, you can, George Bernard Shaw shared yeah, some of these opinions. on the left. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, um, Karl Marx well, said yeah. things that can be construed as racist. So the, th the thing is, I, I agree with you. But yeah. that's that's exactly that's exactly that. my point. These people lack any nuance. You can still get up and say, well, you know, we know some of the quotes that Churchill said, blah blah blah. Yeah. And yes, but on the other hand, we did end slavery, and and you know, you can you could say all the things that you just said. Yeah. One does not cancel out the other. And the thing that right. I hate is everyone's just going for every kind of uh, post they can find that backs up what they prefer to believe. Yeah. Um, you know, 
more more black slaves were taken from Africa to the Middle East. Well, the only thing is that Arabs castrated the men and worked them to death. So there's no yeah. one in the Middle East that yeah. was the grandson, uh, great grand granddaughter or son of a slave there to say, I want reparations. Yeah. So it's that. It's like, can we not fucking admit that we're not the worst culture on the face of the fucking planet? Was this no, your other? You can't say you, you, you can't say that because well, you can, and I, I agree. Uh, not not by a long shot, but um, that's not you know. These people want to change uh, our entire fabric. You know, they want to get rid of the four olds. You know, the four Maoist olds, old thinking, old culture, old ideas. They want to get rid of this, uh, and it's and our our media are complicit. The BBC that should be defunded, although the only thing is they might come in with a, a, a media tax, which could be worse, because at least you don't have to pay your license, uh, but you would have to pay a media tax. Um, the BBC and our major press outlets have been guilty of crass bias in terms of uh, media coverage of, of uh, you know, the, the, the unrest that's, that's in London. You know, when, um, you know, and a headline by the BBC that said 27 policemen injured in a largely peaceful demonstration, right? If 27 people had been injured by right-wing protesters or even by yeah. lockdown protesters, it wouldn't have been described as a peaceful protest. In fact, we know this is true because when the, the football lads turned up in London to you know protect statues, um, ostensibly uh there was some police injuries not as many as what happened with the blm crew and that that was that was that was described as violent exchanges right. you know so 27 policemen injured uh that's um what that's a largely mean? peaceful demonstration however sub, uh, substantially less police injured in the exchange with right-wing protesters or what's perceived or described as right-wing protesters, that's uh, that's a violent exchange, you know. And the, and when you look at the way the police handled <coughs> the supposed right-wing uh, demonstrators, it was riot police immediately. And I noticed it was all men, right? There was no, you know, you looked at the the, the, the police on the ground when it was Black Lives Matter and um, Antifa. And there was a lot of police women, you know, there was a lot of overweight policemen. There was a lot of all sorts of shapes and sizes of policemen. Nobody was in riot gear. When it came to the right wing guys or the supposed right wing guys, it was all fit looking, burly police uh, operatives all in riot gear. They were tooled up for the right. Um, well, that's what you were going to expect. So, well, precisely. So anyway, let's move on from the from the the bland lives matter shit. <laughs> so that's uh, yesterday's news today. I might yeah. uh, I might <laughs> call this podcast. Um, so is this the story you wanted to cover, Kaylee Mc Mc McKenna? Well, not least of all because I think she's hot. Obviously, not up to your exacting standards, Anthony, because Obviously, you think she's got a weird. You, I quote, a weird face. Those so of for you those of you who can see YouTube, uh, the screen, 
You That's tell us, does she have weird face? Anthony Samarov. It's mostly makeup, isn't it? You know, Jesus, that's ninety nine point nine percent of women on the fucking planet. It's look mostly at her, makeup. Look at her have you, wedding. Have you ever here, woke here up next well. to a woman in your life? <laughs> look at the right? wedding. Half of their face is on the pillow the next morning. Right? Well, half of her face is on the pillow the night before as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, with me, it's the full face. I think you're fine, don't you? <laughs> But moving on from our AP rapey <laughs> chat, um, can, we, can we get back to Ms. The Ms. Uh, well, she's not Ms. She's Mrs. I think. And lo and behold, would you believe? Could you just bring the screen up so we can actually look at her weird face? Thanks very much. I had. Okay. Yeah. Well, can we continue looking at it? <laughs> so, right. I would like to. Um, so this is uh, Kaylee McEnan. She's the new. Well, not new, but relatively new White House press secretary. Uh, the last one I remember. Home. There's been. Sorry. She's going E.T. phone home in the picture. I think she's just pointing at me because uh, she she's giving me the come hither look. You uh, want to you you put it in her weird face? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stoop to that. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, I'd still do it, but just out of sheer desperation. So, lockdown and, times. Uh, and lo and behold, would you believe that a hot, blonde-looking woman is married? married to an alpha male she's married to a pitcher for i think it's like the brooklyn dodgers or something like that. some kind of a some sports guy some sports jock uh, she's married to she's got a kid with him uh, a few years you. but she and uh, she's literally flat chested she has a she she had a double mastectomy a few years back oh, so, if that's so if you're, if you're i don't breast, think they did those anymore i thought they proved ineffective yeah but she's a uh, why is why wait a minute we've got fucking Kiddly Dydy Do neighbor there. Uh, what's his face from fucking John Simpsons? Um, John Bolton. Is it another John Bolton story that you wanted to cover? No. No, no. Ned Flanders from. Uh, but no, my, the, the, no. I just think she's she's fairly feisty, fairly competent, uh, really, really good at dealing with the press and slapping them down. She brandished the copy of the New York Times uh, at the uh, was it Dana Costa. Uh, the other day, because he was going on about, you know, the, the obviously, you know, the left wing press, the, 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 the terrible uh, COVID that's going around. She does but look she, better in some of these pics. She, she drew attention to the, she just kept brandishing the front page of the New York Times, where there was blatant hypocrisy on behalf of the New York Times in terms of Black Lives Matter, thousands of uh, protesters, that was all cool. But anybody who protested against COVID, that wasn't good. And anybody who wanted to go to church, that wasn't good. Anybody who wanted to go to the Trump rally, that wasn't good. That was extremely selfish, you granny-killing bastards. Yeah, I think she, I'd, I'd say she's hot. You know? She is good looking. I changed my despite I the weird that, face. Uh, I thought even Sarah Huckabee Sanders was quite pretty. Um, she was Sarah quite Huckabee. chubby, but I thought she was quite attractive. She had a great rack on her. See, um, you never rate, you never, uh, you, na you never what? rate the the male uh, rate. figures. Rate, rate. R -A -T -E. okay. Is this Sarah Huckabee Sanders? You thought she was good looking. I thought she was okay. I mean, that's get yeah, that's later on in her, her kind of uh, time. But I mean, when she was younger, she was fairly okay. reasonably. I thought she was quite pretty, you know. Well, for a, for a chubby lass, I thought she would be right up your street. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
So you weren't saying no, like anything point is in particular about Mackinac. Right, the whole point is not that she's hot. She is hot, but I think she's also fairly, uh, very competent, uh, very tough, and really good at, at dealing with the press. And, it sounds uh, like uh, you'd like her in latex brandishing a whip while your arms are chained. No, I'm not into the, the, the dominatrix thing. That doesn't do it for me. So it's um, not the fact that she was feisty, she was getting your... If, if she was dressed as a dominatrix and brandished the whip, but I took it off her, snapped it in half, and stuck it up her ass, that would be more my kind of fantasy, right? Yeah. Okay, so, well, uh, ladies, you know what Tam's into now. If your <laughs> uh, sexual interests are compatible, uh, just get in touch and we'll, uh, you know, yeah, you guys can skip pain. the appetizers, put it that way. It's like that, I don't know if anybody remembers, your American listeners won't know, there was a TV program in the UK here called uh, The New Statesman, which featured uh, Rick Mayle as a, a really sleazy uh, conservative MP, member of parliament. And uh, there's, a, there's a skit in there where he goes to see a prostitute, you know, and she goes, you've been a bad boy, you know, and starts whipping him across the, the backside. And he's like, what the, f-? you know, he just trousers around his ankle and he's falling over the place as she's beating him and calling him like that. And he gets up, grabs the whip off her, snaps it in half and goes, I'm a, I'm a sadist, not a fucking masochist, you stupid bitch, you know, and kind of, uh, and goes off on one at her. You have to actually watch it. It's quite funny. So uh, yeah, the, the new statesman of Rick yeah, Mayle. I, guess was, I, I even there. appreciated it, and I was even more right wing than I am now back then, if you can believe that. And I still appreciated it. It was it was incredibly funny. Um, so uh, yeah, where was I going with that? Yeah, back to uh, the the lovely Kaylee. Uh, Kaylee, I never thought I'd miss you. That was Marillion's worst song. So, anything else to say about her other than she's a bit of a firebrand in a good way? She's a MILF. She's a firebrand. She's, I think she's really... Wasn't uh, that a Meredith Brooks song? I'm a MILF. (laughs) I'm a firebrand. No, it wasn't. It was... uh, Who's that other... All these country singing women all sort of meld into one with me. It was the other one. It was... uh, See now, now what you've now what you've done. It will come. Let's move on. Right. Anyway, I'm I'm all for uh, Kaylee. I think she's fantastic. I think she's uh, good looking, and I think she's really good at dealing with it with the press. Long may it continue. Although she's got the devil's own job, having to deal, having to be. It's it's the kiss of death. It's a poison chalice. Being Trump's press secretary, to a, to a lot of to a greater degree, because the man is a loose cannon. Some of the things he says are completely mental, but uh, he's great. He's a great troll. He is king troll. He is the greatest of trolls. So, any other stories for today, or is that our news round? Yeah, there's a, there's the thing about um, was it Ice Cube? One of one of these, you know, how these uh, rapper blokes yeah. uh, always called their name. He was in NWA. Fucking idiotic names that a fucking five-year-old would have, you know, Ice Cube, Ice T, fucking yeah, Long Gin, whatever the fuck they call themselves. Well, like, the thing is, big, in, I'm not in, a big in, fan of the rapping genre, as you'll probably. And those, uh, uh, the thing is, Ice was uh, Ice is basically a nickname that's given to a very desirable nickname in that is culture. It? That yeah, is it's it just, really? 
It's given in that culture. It is. It's given to people. Yeah, who, who gives them it though? So this is the thing. I don't fucking believe that anybody gave them that name. I think they called themselves it. You know, it's like that wank that comes into the pub and goes, "Yeah, everybody calls me." You know, what whatever spanner. Everybody calls me this. No, everybody doesn't. You made that fucking name up for yourself, and you're fucking going because you think it's a cool name. Yeah. Well, well, Ice T at least claims to have been given given the name because uh, other people would say to him sometimes. I mean, they call you Ice, like as though everyone everyone wants that. Because fuck uh, off and make me a cup of tea. It it implies that you're cool and calm under pressure. So here's Ice Cube, born 1969, a member of the NWA. Um, What what about Ice Cube? What do you do now? Attitude. So, what? yeah, what? Ice Cube. Basically, he's, he's called. He's he's called Rand. He said that Rand Paul uh, is basically in the Ku Klux Klan. Um, he's. Let me find that. I may have this. I may be. I may be able to share screens for those of you who'll be able to see it. If you can allow me to. I didn't see the story. Senator Rand Paul's favorite outfit was. Yeah, like, yeah. There we go. You've got it. A white hood, basically. <laughs> Wisconsin man seen wearing KKK Robin Hood while walking a dog. Great. Senator Rand Paul's favorite outfit. Rand Paul's. I could see the point if he said Donald Trump, although maybe that was too easy. But obviously, Rand Paul has fucking brought some sensible conversation into the mix, and he doesn't like that. If you question Black Lives Matter, if you question their agenda, if you say anything remotely uh, that questions any of the narrative that the media or the left are putting out, basically you are the grand dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. He, you know? he did rand for president, but <laughs> when he rand, he did not succeed. <laughs> yeah, I preferred so, it when his father rand for president the first two times. Uh, Ian Holm has died at the age of 88. Really? Okay. Okay. That's sad news. Okay, so Ice Cube, you're a fucking dick that doesn't have a nuanced view of politics. Yeah, and and a uh, stupid name. Yeah, Ice uh, Cube. Yeah. Cola Cube. Whatever. I don't don't know. Fucking Chicken Cube. (laughs) Oxo Cube. Oxo Cube. Yeah. Borg Cube. Borg Cube. I don't know. It's the fucking tube. What Oxo else? Oxo tube. I've no idea, but uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're just a dick. And I think your music's shite as well. You know, because uh, you, you like the rap genre, don't you, Anthony? Yeah, only the old stuff. The old stuff? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of young MC. Yeah. What about uh, Barbershop? Does like, that qualify uh, that guy, as old rap? Um, naughty But Nice. They're a good rap group. I like all Naughty that old. Nice. Yeah, the 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 band that did the song OPP. No clue. Great tune. You've lost me. I'm an old. It's, it's a, well, I guess people look at look up OPP. Naughty. Uh, it's not naughty. Have but you ever heard of Black Sabbath? I love Black Sabbath. They were like my favorite bands when I was in school for several years. So, so uh, did they else. have, did they have some... anything to do with a cube? I don't know. We're running at like uh, 70 minutes now. 70? Something like that. That's all right. We've got 10 minutes left to shoot shoot the shit. Um, (laughs) 70? 
shoot these, the breeze. These shows the just get longer and longer. No, no, but we're gonna we're gonna wind this one up about uh, fifty nine minutes or an hour. Um, I said seventy, seventy. That means we've already gone. Oh, okay. seventy. Right, I was gonna say it sounded. Okay, well, let's, let's just round it up then. Unless you get any, any burning issues that you wish no, to... No, I just want to hear people's ideas on is this, is this polarization being orchestrated? Are they yeah. deliberately doing shit just to get people to hate each other and to make the left more hateful to the right and the right more hateful to the left? Is it deliberate divide and conquer? Or is yeah. just is this just the playing out of a culture war that is just, you know, um, yeah. I think it uh, is, and I and I think it's heading for a scary place as well. I don't know as 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 Brett Epps, as Brett, uh, um, fucking hell, of these names gone now. The evergreen guy, uh, Brett Weinstein, Weinstein said, "I don't know what the force would be that would be able to stop it." You know. So in addition to that then, so let us know what you think. Uh, should Weird Face be banned? <laughs> uh, do you think that Ms. Kaylee has a, a, has a weird face or do you think she's hot? Anyways, should hip-hop artists be Leave banned from um, political discussions, particularly when they're being uh, glib and unnuanced? All this and more next week on Scottish Liberty Podcast. Catch you guys later.